So hi, we're from Alpha Omega London, maker of shoes at heart but creator of waves in the fashion industry. We started this podcast series to tackle head-on the current issues that matter in the society we live in today and get honest views from the malice that matter. So in this series, we're discussing how fashion over the years has followed with its association with revolutionary causes and social injustices, revolutionising both the industry and the way we view gender in a post-industrialised world. So tackling this discussion, this series, is Tamara, Nazina, Priyanka, Kate. Okay, so in episode one, we're kicking off with asking the question, how much of a key role does gender play in forming our identities? So Nazina, do you think it's something that is, I suppose, bred into us from day one, from the moment we're born, because as I know, you know, John Lewis is bringing out the kind of agender collection, but it's very much pink for girls, blue for boys, and that's who we are. Do you think it starts from conception? It starts from birth? Absolutely, absolutely. I guess it's it's identifying, obviously, you know, your biological sex. I guess the rest is sort of, you know, shaped through your, your social interaction, your social environment. Obviously, growing up as a kid, I knew that I was a female based on the biological female organs. I felt that my background was also quite key in how I formed my gender identity, my my culture. But yeah, no, it, that there is that I I just believe that as you go through adolescence and and sort of, you know, work towards adulthood, you know, that process is is constantly working, you know, you're you're looking for constant affirmations. You know, I think beauty as well. I don't know if anyone can can sort of agree with me but um, beauty had always been something as a female when you're young and impressionable you sort of associate with or you your belief to sort of see women as being particularly beautiful or men being chiseled and strong I don't know I think for me it's just it's just inbred into us to think that way so when you're younger you know little girls play with Barbie dolls and then the guys play with their like action men and cars and stuff like that it's so and I know now it's far more topical and they're kind of just blurring the lines between the ranges and they can't be girls and boys sections in toy shops anymore and it all has to be very much a gender and fluid but I think that especially from like our generation and when I grew up I know that I in my head it's it's very clear divide between being a girl and being a boy and I think it's very easy to see why nowadays you know typically the boys do the banking and the science and the girls do the pretty things because that's essentially what we learned when we were kids Mm. you know it's less because you're a girl you have to play with this and it's more you can do anything you want if you want to play with the doctor set and be the doctor be the doctor and it would be I think it will be interesting to see how that changes the next wave of generation because if you're inbred from the beginning that gender isn't as much of your identity as you think it is you know is what that generation will be like but you know i know how much i agree with that because for me when i was a kid you know in in school as soon as you enter school you're made to stand in lines of either girls or boys and as you grow up like for example i was too much into freestyle dancing in school and i always had um short hair so i apparently looked like a boy so uh, every every girl would have a boy partner to dance with, but I always had a girl partner because I look like a boy. So that's when I realized that, you know, okay, there is a huge difference. I mean, if I look like a boy, I'll be assigned, I mean, I'll be asked to dance like a boy. And even later, like uh, during my teenage days, uh, every time I would go out 
hang out with my friends, my parents would call me at like nine in the evening and ask where you are and why aren't you home? You need to be home early because you need to take care of yourself. Have you carried your pepper spray with you? You're alone. And my brother, who's a teenager, does not get such questions. And, you know, even at work the other day, I think last year at a company where I was working, my colleague told me, because there was a dispute with one of our suppliers, he said, let me go and speak to them. Uh, it'll be a man-to-man discussion and I have, we have to solve this. So, you know, even in today's like modern day times, you face such issues like there are like gender role. Yeah, I think it's almost, I suppose, people's reactions to your gender rather than you believing that yourself because you might think I can do that job you know just as well or I can do that thing just as well as a man but it's kind of you know all those things are I suppose other people's views so you know they kind of put you with a girl because they thought that that was you know this is where this is where the roles and the assignment roles become really restrictive and Mm. this is where we've got the issue and I think up until when you do approach adulthood, you're really just assimilating those those societal mm. roles that are very restrictive. And also, it's only until you're in the workplace that you start to see how restrictive those roles are. And again, it, that, that response to my own gender, you know, that's it wasn't something that I, I, I felt that I was experiencing throughout, you know, sort of school, university as such. But yeah, Going into the workplace, you know, the the roles just seem so much more just intense. Yeah, it's kind of a dramatised version, I suppose. And then uh, talking kind of sitting at this table, do we feel that our identities have been... I mean, because we're all girls here. So Mm -hmm. do we feel that our identities are, you know, I suppose, shaped by our sex? Kate, what do you think about that? Do you feel like that you... I don't know, does being a woman play into your identity or would you be who you are regardless of the sex you were? I think it's a massive part of who I am. I probably haven't realised how much. Mm. It's only until I've I've got older. It's not something I ever thought about growing up particularly. I mean, like we were saying, when I was a kid, I was dressed in yellow, not pink or blue Mm. or anything like that. Mm. And I had 50% boys' toys, 50% girls' toys. I'm an only child, you know, I probably had the advantage of not having a, a brother. Yeah, and it never really sort of considered how much of a difference it's made, never thought I was any different to anybody else, never thought, I can't do this job, mm-hmm. I have to do this job, this is, you know, this is what girls do, never ever thought like that. And it's only because I've, I've got older and what we were saying about mm-hmm. other people's views imparting on you and realising how you're seen because you're a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit of a shock, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't see myself like that. But then, mm. but then there is, you know, obviously a huge part of it. You know, the possibly the things I choose, the things sometimes the things that I wear, maybe more of how I like to spend my time and stuff. And perhaps I haven't appreciated that actually a lot of that. Although you kind of feel there's not been a massive influence in my childhood one way or the other. I think mm. it kind of just sort of permeates a bit. You mm. sort of absorb it by osmosis yeah definitely that and you don't really realize it's happening it's quite subtle and Nazina same question really do you feel that your identity is largely formed by your sex your gender to be fair I mean we should all be empowered by our uh, our gender identities and I think some more than others I've realized are able to do that and speaking personally yes you know I've gone through that cycle of feeling 
incredibly empowered, but having to really fight for that empowerment. But um, one thing I I was always, I guess, influenced by were just the, the women that, were, that I was surrounded by. They, for me, helped me form, I guess, my gender identity because they didn't really, they kind of went against what was seen as traditionally you know, a, a, a female trait. And I felt as though they instilled in me just this need to really strive towards what you believe in and what you want in life and not having to adapt to any sort of, um, any sort of social construct of mm. what that means as a female. I was always given that liberated feeling of expressing myself just as an individual. There needs to be a strong sense of kind of, um, I, I don't feel as though your gender identity should define who you are, but I think it should be a big part of how you see yourself. Just a quick reminder, you're listening to the AO London podcast. Please subscribe on whatever platform you listen on, give us a review and carry on the protest. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. <laughs> And I think it's interesting that so far from what everyone's said, it seems that the biggest reason why being a girl might really impact our life or not are the people that we were surrounded by and the people that bred those values into us. Because I know for myself, being a female is a massive part of who I am. I think it's it's a really big part of my identity. But also not, I suppose, not in the typical sense. I mean, I've been surrounded by very strong women my whole life, you know, very much independent, like either been widowed or divorced or a lot of single women bringing up their children alone. And I think that's had a massive impact because from, you know, from probably the age of about four or five, I saw that a woman can do essentially anything. anything. And I think that that's something that I was very proud of and I think was more like I want to be like that you know yeah. I want to be that strong girl that can take on the world you know that anything thrown at them can handle it and can sort it and can actually turn it into a good thing or can make the most out of a bad situation. What I dislike sometimes about people's responses to that is that they see that assertion as being really negative mm. if it comes from a female. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You're seen as bossy. So if you delegate or if you have a vision, you speak up in a meeting and you know what you're doing, or if you strongly say no towards something, your voice, from my experience through life, obviously I cannot, it's not a blanket statement, but I feel like it's less heavily weighted mm. than if a man says no. And I think that even if we are... Or when a woman is more listened to, it's because she's seen in a more kind of masculine view. It's like women's confidence is not entitled enough. Mm, yeah. And it's like people look at look at you as either a boy or a girl or a man or a woman and not as a person. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for me as well, like, oh, I've had, uh, uh, my family's been very supportive throughout, fortunately, but I, I know a lot of people who haven't gotten the opportunity to study further to to work for long they're forced to get married early mm. and things like that and it's quite sad to see how your gender really defines your life which i definitely think is more like you said more prevalent in 
countries and others because I think I mean let's be real here like in the UK we've got way more opportunities and it's much less I mean it to the point now that it's almost you're almost more likely to get into a man's world because you're kind of the diversity vote so it's actually like in the complete other end of the spectrum and I think we are kind of having a time where the women are gaining so much momentum and so much more power mm. but it's still the idea despite the fact of like the pendulum now is in our favor it's still we're kind still of talking about we're still just, talking about yeah, like how yeah. we are perceived, you know perceived yeah, for our gender, gender. Mm. and I think it's also I know like a really hot topic right now is the cut into the pay gap obviously and the one main reason why they say that there's a pay gap is because men ask for their salaries and they're like I want to get paid this mm. But I find that such a blanket statement and it's such a stereotype because all of my female friends, and I'm so, you know, proud of how strong they are, they have all recently in their roles negotiated up their pay. They've stated on the table, this is what I was paid last time, I want to be paid this now. And I don't think it's to do with gender, I think it's to do with confidence. And sadly, because of how we're perceived, a lot of women don't have much confidence because Mm. they think that they shouldn't. So... I guess what we've learnt from this pretty brief discussion of gender forming our identities is that it starts from conception, from day one, whether you're a girl or a boy, you're judged upon that identity. Absolutely. And it, and it's your surroundings as well. It's, you know, as you're going through the process of, of maturing through adolescence up until adult adulthood, you're basically forming, you know, this identity and... Um, and I, I guess once you reach adulthood, it's pretty much the way people respond to your gender, which you're processing, you know, even up until this day, I'm still processing the way people respond to my gender. Yeah, and I think it's like the your reaction, you know, it's like action-reaction. If people project their views of what a girl or a boy should be, like Kate said earlier, it is osmosis. It's, it's all those views... And they gradually build up. And I do think that is why our childhood and our parenting is such a strong impact. Because like I said, how, you know, my my mum being a very strong woman, that's made me have the impact of being a female as much as I have today. Same here. I mean, I think I am what I am today because my mum always thought that uh, I cannot do anything a guy cannot do. So... That has played a major role in my life. I think um, I'm I'm pleased I've I've managed to make my dad's parenting style sound like <laughs> sound really modern and, and progressive. Um, when actually it's probably just because he wanted a boy um, and, and didn't really know what to do with what he'd got. Just trying to make the best of it by throwing a train set. Or the 80s. Like the accidental feminist, yeah, you know? It's a little bit. So I mean, obviously that's had had a quite a, a strong influence on me, but probably not the one that was intended. <laughs> so. I mean, I think the final, I suppose, poignant thought though, isn't it? That it's it's funny how quite literally it's 50-50 split. You're either one or the other really mm. aren't you and I think it's funny how such just quite literally two boxes can be such a big impact and such a big divider in so many cultural issues nowadays thanks so much for listening please let us know your thoughts and carry on the discussion on social media at alpha omega underscore london please subscribe on whichever platform you listen on and leave us a review to carry on the protest